Blog Talk Radio. Hello. This is, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Miss Martin? Yes, this is she. Is this Jason? No, this is Timothy, the host. Oh, okay. Hello. I'm sorry. I had been in touch with someone named Jason, so sorry. No, yeah. No, no, it's fine. He's my, um, he's a talent coordinator. It's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's nice to get to chat with you. Oh, definitely. So how are you? I'm doing good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Long uh, long night. I had, We had a, um, I was at an award gala last night, and, um, so, you know, it's really a celebration. Then, you know, I had to come back to, you know, work in the morning. You know, the oh, station, yeah. So. <laughs> you know, a little bit of a rough be, morning um, for you then, huh? <laughs> right, but... Nevertheless, you know, it's exciting to have you on. You know, you um, you got an amazing book that's getting ready to come out. And I'm sure, you know, my listeners yeah. are excited and everyone's excited. Um, but before we talk about your amazing book, if you can, tell us a little bit about um, who or what inspired you to want to uh, write uh, such great books. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, you know, really, I just, I, I'm a total history nerd at heart. <laughs> I completely love history. Um, so I really do enjoy finding factual parts of history that I can sort of uh, expand on and, and sort of build a story around. So, for example, with this upcoming book, The Librarian's Spy, um, I was inspired by sort of two different things, the first of which were American librarians that were actually sent to neutral countries during World War II to gather intel through, you know, foreign underground publications or uh, random pamphlets, uh, like little things like that. They would they would gather all of that and they would send it back to America for it to be evaluated for possible intel against the enemy. Um, and then the other inspiration that I had for the librarian spy was a woman in France who worked with the French Resistance in Lyon, which is actually the capital of the French Resistance. And she worked in the underground publication creating the newspaper. She, she actually worked on the, the actual printing presses. Um, and when I got to go to Lyon to do research, I saw the exact um, printing press that, that the woman who inspired this character used during that time period, which was a pretty incredible experience. Mm-hmm. Did you have to uh, travel to get uh, to – I'll get some bits and parts of this book, or is it, it was? Yes, it did do travel. So the book opens up in Washington, D.C. at the Library of Congress. And so I did go to the Library of Congress, which is beautiful for anybody who hasn't had a chance to go. I absolutely recommend it. Um, and I went to Lyon, France, and um, I stayed there for about a week and, and was able to go to a lot of different museums and do some, um, like, private tours and everything. And then I also went to Lisbon, Portugal, which is where half of the setting takes place, um, which was Lisbon was neutral. Portugal was neutral during the war. Uh, but getting to go there and really just kind of get taken the scenery and try the food and, and get a lot of research there as well. So I was able to, I was very, very fortunate to be able to do as much travel for this book for my research as I was able to. 
Wow. What What was it like going to? I've never been to Portugal. I've been to France uh, a couple of times, but what was it like uh, visiting um, Portugal? And um, um, did you are, did you know the language, or how how did you communicate? Actually, you know what? I think that more English was spoken in Portugal than any other country oh, really? that I've been to in the entire world. <laughs> I was really amazed. Oh, really? Um, there were a lot of people from England who were visiting Portugal, uh, but there were even some, you know, Australians as well, and then there were a bunch of Americans as well. So really, I mean, um, you know, English was really spoken, I think, like I said, more than, than I actually even heard Portuguese. I did learn some Portuguese before going. I try to learn a little bit of every single language before I travel anywhere in the world. It just, for me, it helps to kind of uh, enjoy the experience more and, like, really settle deeper into the culture. Um, but... Um, I mean, it was really just absolutely beautiful. I mean, just being, I had never been to Portugal prior to this particular trip. I had been to France before, um, even though, you know, Lyon offered significantly more, uh, you know, different different things than I had seen on my previous trip. But with Portugal, it was a brand new experience. And it really was just, just absolutely stunning. And I was able to use a lot of that experience and my, the impressions that, that Portugal made on me in the book. Um, like I, you know, I, I didn't just stay in Lisbon. I also went to Estoril, which is sort of like a beachside resort area, and this place called Sintra. And Sintra is where basically like kings and overly wealthy people would build these incredible palaces and castles. It's sort of like a playground for the rich. And um, there were just so many beautiful manor houses and castles. And I even included one of those in the book as well. Wow. So you actually had the opportunity yeah. in Portugal just to see a lot of the history. Oh, absolutely, yes. And um, I've started when I do my international trips. I actually just got back from Poland a couple weeks ago doing research for a book that I'm writing right now. Um, I've, I found that um, hiring private tour guides is significantly more cost-effective than I had thought that it would be, um, but it also makes right. a huge difference with my research because I'm able to really, like, nail down exactly what I need and get to focus on that rather than, you know, having to, to kind of go through a lot of the, the stuff that I already know. Um, but I usually go through a place called Tours by Locals. So if anybody is planning a trip um, in the near future, I highly recommend them. They take people who have lived there their entire lives and have a certain um, passion for different aspects of where they live, whether it be history or, you know, churches or art or whatever the case may be. And they can tailor tours to whatever it is that you need, uh, and it's really been such an integral part of my research. Absolutely, that, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. And and you've been to uh, you 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 mentioned you were in France, and that, and that experience was I'm sure was amazing as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the really cool things about Lyon is they have these things called traboules, and they're covered passageways that link buildings together. Um, and so you could enter a building from one street and then, you know, you could exit it four blocks over on a completely different street. And as you can imagine, during World War II, that was incredibly helpful, not only for escaping from people who were chasing them, but also as a place to do secret meetings um, or even leave little messages, things like that. Absolutely. That absolutely. And then the, the town itself, Elioli, um, like how far is that? Like is that like how far is that from Paris? Um, well, I did have to fly from um, 
from Paris to Lyon, and I want to say it was oh. maybe like an hour or an hour and a half flight. Okay. So, not, so, not so far. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have to check that out once. I have to check that out well, you know, hopefully. Oh, I highly um, recommend it. And uh, it was really, really incredible. And they have a really um, neat museum there that's dedicated to the French Resistance um, and also Shoah, like the um, the Holocaust and everything as well of the French people. Um, and they even have another museum from a prison they've been, that, you know, a lot of the French Resistance people were sent to. They, um, they've made that into a museum as well. And it, I think going there is a very, very powerful experience. Absolutely. Did you, did you have the opportunity to speak to any um, of the uh, any families that were, or their their father, parents were part of the World War II era? Um, unfortunately, I did not, not um, in France. I will say that I have done um, a lot of, like, reading of firsthand accounts, though, so... I've read, I've read published uh, things like that. A lot of it um, um, in books that are no longer in print anymore. But when I went mm-hmm. to Lisbon, um, my tour guide actually, her grandmother is 101 years old, and she remembered when all of the refugees were coming into Portugal. Since it was neutral, it was safe for them. And she, her grandmother was able to give her all of these incredible details. And it was kind of a special experience for my tour guide as well because you know, she said that she had never had these conversations with her grandmother before. It was never really something that had come up. And so she kind of, you know, poked around a little bit when I asked about it. I didn't ask her to. She, she did it of her own volition. But it, but it really opened the door for some incredible conversations that she didn't even know that they had the opportunity to have. So that was pretty Absolutely. neat. Absolutely. You know, it's amazing, you know, when people are, are – are, um, that age, and sometimes we think oh, they're oh, old, yeah. they're boring, but but they hold so much history within them. They have they oh, have absolutely. so much to tell, and and that is amazing. 100%. So yes, and uh, you know people need to real you know we need to realize that that they hold so much, and you can get so much information, so much uh, unanswered yes. things that you know that that occurred because that they're, they're here. You know, um, that is amazing. That's I, I think that's amazing, uh, Madeline, for that. Um, this, this book, um, The Library Spy, um, what um, what inspired this particular project, and what are you uh, expecting the listeners uh, to get from um, my listeners to get from this film, this book once it's you know released. Well, you know, um, like I said, the inspirations were, you know, like the librarian spies and uh, sort of like, you know, it is it's kind of funny when you think about these librarian spies because, and, and, you know, this was really kind of what got the ball rolling in my brain, so to speak. You know, if you think about librarians, they're, they're not going to be your 007s. You know, they're not these consummate spies that know exactly what they're doing. They're, you know, they're librarians. They're bookish people. They have probably read a lot about spying, but they've never actively done it. And so they were enlisted to go to these, like I said, these neutral countries to gather intel. Um, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Casino Royale, that book, was actually based off of Lisbon during World War II. So it had, you know, in that country you had a lot of people who, a lot of refugees who were coming there to try to escape Nazi occupation, and which meant you also had a lot of spies who were there that were trying to gather intel as well. So you have these spies who know exactly what they're doing, and these American librarian spies that were sent over and kind of just thrown out into the wolves, and they had kind of no idea what they were doing. So, um, so I thought, oh, this is going to be a really incredible idea for a book. 
And so that was, that was really kind of what got things rolling for me. And I think, you know, what I would like for people to come away with after having read The Librarian Spy um, is an appreciation, I think, for, for what the people like the refugees really went through while they were in Lisbon in, you know, this like quote unquote safe haven because they're really things that like hurdles and dangers that they had to face. And, you know, also really appreciate the bravery and the sacrifices made for the people who tried to help them and the people who were part of the French resistance um, and every, all of the cogs and gears that really kind of went into play and, and stopping the war and helping as many people as they could, even if they were strangers. Absolutely, because and I'm thinking, the being a spy is not an easy job. It's not. It's, oh no, um, <laughs> I would be a horrible very, spy for the record. It's very How about you? Dangerous. Do you think you'd be a good spy? Not for long. Not for long. No. <laughs> not for long. I, no, it's not, I would. I, I would. I would get. I would get very frustrated with it, you know, because of the amount of things that comes along with that job. I, I would give up. Right. I really would. I would, you know, I would just get tired of. So like I'm doing a job things. shift. <laughs> yeah, I would really because it, it's it's a lot. It, it's dangerous, and then you know you have to be you have to make sure that you don't get caught or that nothing slips out. Right. You know, or they, why are you asking so many questions? You know, so that's the thing. That you, you yeah. Know. So it's it's a it's a lot, but I, I'm gonna tell you a true story. The, the title librarian, when I was younger coming up, I would always be um, in, the, in school or in, in a college, I would always be in the library, and I was always close with the librarians for some reason. That's I was awesome. always close with I was always close with them. Because librarians and, are amazing. <laughs> yes, they are. They are. They, I was so close with them. And well, my teacher, she said, why are you always with the librarians? Why are you always with every, I would be in a library. And you, but you think about it, you can realize you learn so much. There are so many books in the library that you can just pick up and read. You learn so much. Oh, the, absolutely. The library is very important. You learn so much in the library. So, you know, I. And it's I like an old school Google. Yes, yes, and, and, and <laughs> good that you brought that up. Good that because remember before Google, there was a library. You didn't have something like to go on the computer. You had to actually read, you know, to find out certain information. But now, you know, Google, you know, you just type it in. But back in you know the day, you had to, you know, library. You know, yeah. they would have a top of their head because they researched it so much. But yeah, Absolutely. I mean, they, were, they were the search engine. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I this I I recommend this book for everyone to read and to just see the history, you know, and the things that you know that um these individuals went through to actually get information and to you know to help others. So I definitely um recommend this. Um, so if I may, if I if I may ask. Is there uh, what's uh, besides this book? Is there any other things that you got comments on? Do you expect this to be um, to the to the big screen at some point? Well, now that would be amazing. I would be down for that. So if anybody's listening and they want to try to make this into a movie, I am there. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> um, I, so far, nothing is uh, is coming down the pipeline for that. It is going to be translated into several languages already. Um, that will that will probably increase after the book releases as well. Um, but uh, the next book that I'm planning is one called The Keeper of Hidden Books, 
And that takes, it's a World War II historical fiction as well, and that one takes place in Warsaw, Poland. So I'm actually in the oh. process of writing that one right now. Oh, wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. If, um, are, are, how many, if I may ask, do you speak more than one language or is this English? Um, so I don't speak anything fluently. So I, I only, <laughs> I never put anything down but English. But um, I speak a little bit of French, a little bit of German, um, and then I speak a very, very, very small amount of um, Indonesian, Portuguese, and uh, I'm learning Italian right now. <laughs> oh, so, wow. and a little bit of Polish, too, because of when I went to Poland. So. Oh, okay. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, just, I, mean, I try to just I, learn enough to order things and ask where things are and, and, you know, ask people how they're doing and, you know, that kind of thing. Right, 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 right. I mean, what, what, what's your better than the, the you know, when, when I go to uh, other countries, you know, I have, I have my phone out on, uh, you know, Google Translate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can imagine you're translating, you know, from and like, okay, hold on, let me, you know, what you say, you know, it, it's kind of difficult, but um, at least, you know, in certain, certain countries, you, you, you find someone that speaks business. But... You know, yeah, actually, I mean, well, and, and everywhere that I've gone to, people really do speak English. Um, I haven't really had any problems. But I have noticed that they do often appreciate that I at least am able to sort of kick off the conversation for the most part um, in whatever language of the country that I'm at. Um, and, and then, you know, inevitably, if we continue the conversation for too long, I'll find I'll get to the point where I run out <laughs> and I have to be like, oh, I don't speak anymore. Sorry, it was pretty limited. <laughs> but, um, but people do generally very much appreciate at least that I've taken the effort. So and for anybody who Absolutely. does like to try to learn the language as well, um, there's a a specific one that I like to use. It's a program called Pimsleur, P-I-M-S-L-E-U-R. And if you have Audible, you can just get one of those, or um, they also have it on Amazon and everything. But but that's like one of the best ways that I've found to learn languages is through Pimsleur. Absolutely, absolutely. This book is amazing, uh, Madeline, and I um I I appreciate. Thank you. Uh, you come on the show. It's truly an honor to have you on, and um, we appreciate you. We this this cannot be uh, your last visit, so you have to come back by. Um, we're definitely going to and, and I, uh, amazing news. Um, in the weeks to come, uh, we'll be celebrating 15 years uh, on radio. Oh, congratulations! So, uh, That's fantastic. I'm really excited. Really excited, so we'll I definitely bet. Send it. another party and we'll another hard morning, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you want to, do you want to give out uh, any uh, social media sites where people and information can find out um, about what you're doing and more about the book? And when the book is released, we're definitely going to be giving out copies of the book. So don't worry, we're going to definitely be supporting you. Um, and put this book. Oh, thank so, you. So, I really appreciate that. We're going to definitely support you. Yeah, um, people can find – oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, people can find more information about um, all of my books, and um, I actually have a book tour coming up as well, so you can even find places that I'll be giving, like, you know, chats and stuff like that at, at MadelineMartin.com. It's M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E, M-A-R-T-I-N.com. Um, and you can find me on my social media through that or – 
uh, Madeline Martin author on Facebook or Madeline M. Martin at, um, for Instagram and Twitter because somebody else got Madeline Martin before I got to it. <laughs> so, absolutely. And let's see, if you're in, well, if you're in New York, um, we'll definitely come out to support you. You know, if you're definitely, you know, here in the New York area, we'll definitely come out. Uh, the team will definitely come out. To oh, thank you. you. Unfortunately, I'm not going quite so far north. I'm I'm going up to about South Carolina, but I so appreciate it. I would have I would have totally been down for that if so, though. Absolutely. Well, you know, maybe next time. But we'll de- we definitely will be um, giving out copies of the book here at the station. So we have you have thank all you. the support. So you um again, thank you so much. Um and uh, take care. We'll definitely look forward to having you back on at a later date. Okay. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me today. It was really great chatting with you. You too. You take care. Enjoy the summer. Thank you. You too. (laughs) Bye. Shout out to Madeline Martin for coming on the show. Make sure you guys pick up her book, um, The Librarian Spy. I'm going to talk to a few tracks, and uh, I'll be right back. Help ease my mind. I wanna be mad. I wanna be 
Good morning, all. Thank you guys so much for listening to tuning in today. This is your host, Timothy Hodge. I appreciate you guys so much for listening and tuning in this morning. Happy Friday. Um, nevertheless, if you missed uh, our guest, Madeline, Madeline Smart, and I'm sorry, uh, her amazing book, uh, The Librarian Spy, comes out next week. Make sure you guys go pick up a copy and tune in next week. We'll definitely be giving away copies of her uh, book. Um, you can check it out. Um, so if you're in her area, uh, she's on a I believe a press tour. Make sure you guys go to her website and check out and see if she's on a, um, a spot in your area and go check her out and support uh, this wonderful author. Let's support each other um, during this uh, rough times. Uh, nevertheless, um, we have Mr. Donald Walker Jr. coming on the show um, momentarily. Um, so we can't wait to talk to him. So we uh, double today um nevertheless phone lines are open five six three nine 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 thirty six eleven for any topics anything you want to talk about today um let's send our prayers out to uh Brittany garner i believe um she pled guilty to um the charges um she's been over and i believe in overseas for quite some time for a few months now they're um seeking her release so we will support with that. We send all support to her and her family, her wife, um, nevertheless. Um, the fellow awards are coming up. We did get tickets, I believe, yesterday uh, on our, our sister station. So, nevertheless, so, um, I believe that's the 16th, the, um, the fellow awards. Um, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be attending this year, but nevertheless, those individuals who want tickets, uh, enjoy um, and later on today, later on this evening, we'll be giving away uh, two more pair of tickets to uh, the 2022 20, 20, uh, Stella Awards. I forgot the annual, uh, number of years, but um, 
this annual uh, celebration. It's going to be amazing. I believe uh, so many people are getting honored. The Clark Sisters, Shirley Caesar, many others are getting honored. Um, this one was going to be at the, the theater in, uh, in Atlanta. So um, make sure you get your tickets if you don't already have any or tune in tonight. And hopefully you'll be the winner of the two pair of tickets that was going to be away. Uh, so many company giveaways this summer. Um, leading up to the 15th anniversary of the show. Um, I'm very excited about it and just can't wait to um, celebrate to the fullest. We're going to have so many amazing guests coming on, co-hosting. Ah, it's always amazing, 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 amazing. Um, and I have to thank everyone for getting us to this point. And of course, my listeners, they're um, mostly important because without you guys, there is no us, there is no me, and there is no show. Um, so nevertheless, um, make sure you guys archive the show more and feed in support. Um, you can, wherever platforms, I mean, wherever podcasts are heard, you can check out the show there. It's worldwide now. And so make sure you guys check it out. And always call in to support. Email the show to mickeyhashtag.gmail.com. I always give out that email address. That's information for the show and what the topic also Support our social media pages, you know, and that gives you updates on what we're doing and what we're going to be doing um, in the very, very uh, near future uh, for the show. So, nevertheless, we appreciate you so much. We're so thankful. Um, but jumping to um, some more music, um, again, the phone lines are open. And uh, I'll be right back. Probably when we arrive, I guess Mr. Donald Walker Jr., gospel senior, uh, senior pastor uh, at his church. So we're gonna sit and wanna talk with him momentarily about with his arrival. Let's talk to someone. We'll be right back. Don't 
Just a simple touch and it gets set you free We don't have to rush when you're alone with me Will you? 
about you, baby. Yeah, you're something that'll drive you crazy. Will you say that you say?
Hello, this is Donald Walker. Mr. Walker, how are you, man? All right, all right. How about yourself? I'm great, man. Um, I appreciate you, man, for coming on, man. Amen. So, like, tell, tell us a little bit about it, um, yourself, man. How'd you actually? Uh, I believe you were. I believe ministries in, in your in your bloodline, correct? Yes, on both Absolutely. sides. Totally. So, tell us a little bit about man, your inspiration, man, and you know your journey to, um, to you actually becoming an actual uh, Christian, you know, gospel singer. Yes, I've been in ministry all my life. Started at the age of twelve um, with ministering or minis- preaching and ministering across the city here locally in Memphis, and had a chance to travel a bit before actually pastoring at the age of twenty-two. So for the past ten years, I've been serving in leadership um, over a local assembly here. Just three years ago, the Lord allowed us to um, plant and launch uh, ministry from within our heart and called to do uh, called Limit Breaker. That's the name of the church, mm-hmm. Limit Breaker, uh, Breaking Limits. And I offer everyone life and the same um, the same calling that I received to lead and to break limits gave me that same um Gave me that same inspiration to operate in this lane with music. Uh, I grew up, of course, in a traditional Baptist ministry where, you know, we, uh, you know, we were taught different hymns and, and of course, there was a style and the presentation that came along with our uh, service to the Lord. That you know, I felt like that I wanted to hold on to those principles, hold on to that the spirit of that style but still try to um, take it to the future. So a few of the songs that I've done are more like hymns where up-to-date um, musical presentation. So, Absolutely. You know, that's the enjoyment that I've been having to see um, children or young adults or this next generation of musicians and church church believers or, um, you know, Bible believers being able to hear music as well as lyrics that brought our grandmothers up, that brought our grandfathers up, that kept us stable in our spirit. But yet with music, we also uh, see that it's relevant. So, you know, the best of both worlds coming together. But, of course, uh, Ty Tribbett, Michael, Pastor Mike Jr., uh, Deidre Hatton, um, Molly Music, PJ Morton, you know, just a big potluck. You know, all these guys together, and they musical genius, you know, has been a live voice, you know, to help create a lane that you can be limit-breaking in, that you can be, you know, free spirit in, that, you know, there's no hose bar, you know, there's no there's no sky, you know, as far as the sky is the limit. You know, there's nothing just preventing you from going, you know, higher in your ideas, musically, you know, even lyrically. And it's not just for the four walls of the church, but it's for the world. So you get a chance to speak with a message. It ain't just for those who are in church every week, but for those that may not even come to church. But, you know, they may, they may want to know what must I do to be saved. So as long as we lift Jesus up, I believe that we can draw all men, you know, unto him. So, 
I pray that answered the question, not the inspiration part. You're good. Um, my next question to you is um, how often, I mean, as a senior pastor, um, how often is your faith tested? Oh, all the time. Every time. Especially when you um, have calling to go out into the deep. I just got done speaking uh, with the family and congregation about um, about a message entitled "This Time," you know, make it count. And I'm like, what do you do when you have practice and you sense that you're skillful at what you do, but you still don't have you know proper result, results? What do you do when you go out and tall all day? You know, you work all year long and you pull back a net full of nothing. You know, that's what happened with the disciples when they were out on shore fishing. And um, they were done because they didn't collect anything. So they were, you know, wrapping it up, washing their nets. And Jesus told them to go back out and do it again. And they were like, you know, we've already done it. We've taught all night, but if you say so. So even when my faith is tested, you know, it's always uh, becoming one with the voice of God, lining myself up with his will and never allow my defeat you know, to take over what he can deliver. You know, he's always he always can deliver in spite of my defeat. So, you know, not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. We walk by faith and not by sight. So if I can see him, I know I can win the race. So Absolutely. My my last question to you is um being a, a pastor in general is a, a very tough job. Um you're you're dealing with uh not only your scenarios but every but a body a whole body of people. Um how do you how how do you handle that? Um that how do you handle that? Well, I try to make sure that it's not personal. You know, it's it's spiritual. And I, you know, create the boundaries and uh, parameters that are safe for myself as well as for the ministry. Uh, I often tell them to whom much is given, much is required. So, you know, it, it takes a lot for me to be strong in my mind and um, at peace in my heart, you know, strong in my walk. And a lot of, um, like I said, throughout the years, I've most definitely made a lot of errors and mistakes. And learning from those mistakes have taught me how to move forward. Um but a lot of the family members that have grown with me at the church that have seen me these past 10 years plus have seen the growth, you know, in my speaking, seen the growth in my praying, singing, you know, if it's relationship with them. But I hadn't, I hadn't been over, like, the church member houses, you know, because, like I said, there was a difference between those that I was preaching to every week, ministering to, praying for, and those who I was pastoring. Everybody didn't, you know, receive me as a pastor growing up. It was... I grew into being their pastor, and they were nice enough to allow me to pastor. You know, people have to allow you to do it. And those who gave me the permission to be their leader, you know, I believe through the results of our time staying together that we, you know, we become aligned in God's will for our partnership in pastoring people. But, um, I mean, I I love them, and I believe they love me, you know, and we're yet still growing. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, of course, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not married right now, and that's another thing. They have been patient to grow with me, starting so young. Uh, didn't have the time to uh, really um, affiliate or, you know, outside of 
I thought of the uh, position role. My father, he passed away at the age of, I believe, 19, 2009 is when he passed away. And a lot was put on my mind and heart after he passed away. So um, it kind of made me somewhat unavailable emotionally. And I became so numb and just focused on ministry that, you know, I kind of just drenched myself in my service, drenched myself in my work. And now music has been an outlet and escape for me to even see the world again from a view and a perspective, you know, greater than just greater than just serving in the pulpit. Because I love, I love the ministry of preaching. I'm going to preach until the day I die. You know, I'm pastor, the Lord calls me home. So, but, you know, music is a big part of me as well. So I really do thank my church and ministry for, um, you know, sticking with me, praying with me as the Lord used me on two different platforms. So, you know, it's a blessing. Absolutely. I, I mean, I mean, I think um, if marriage and, you know, et cetera, is in God's will for you, I'm sure um, he'll make it happen for you, man. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. No rush. No rush at all. Um, I, 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 I relate to your story, and um, I grew up um, Pentecostal, and um, I remember coming up as a child in my great-grandparents' home. They didn't allow us to uh, play anything <laughs> but gospel music. Like, again, I was so strict yeah. that if you played any type of other than that, you were like, you got to get out of my house. You can't play, they call it the devil music, <laughs> as, you, as you would call it. And um, so I, I um, and then now as going into church now, I'm so, it was, it was, it was difficult for me to, um, transition over to now like the Kirk Franklin's and the you know, all these other, mm-hmm. you know, uh very artists that are making this type of music and like the Hezekiah Walkers, uh, it was difficult because I was so used to the transit the traditional gospel like the Shirley Caesars and the Abafina Walkers and those type of people. That that's what I was, you know, grew up listening to. But now, um, as I listen to like Hezekiah Walker, those, you know, Warren Sapp, I, I actually, you know, I like it, even though it's not in a particular situation, yeah. but it's still spiritual. So um, I, I appreciate the artists and stuff, and those are that individuals bring gospel music, you know. Um, there's still some I don't agree with, because I mean, I, I'm kind of like, I like to, I'm still uh, accustomed to the old school, old style. But um, I had to. It took me some time, but I had to. I learned. I learned to adjust it to like you know. Hey, listen, this is cool. You know, it, it, it's a little change, but it's cool. You know, it, it's still to to my God. You know what I'm saying? So, I um I truly understand and relate, man. And I I learned. To, I appreciate it now. You know, now that yeah. um I'm in radio now. You know, and I play not just I play gospel, but you know mainly you know urban separate, but I also play gospel here and there. So. You know, I want to appreciate not all music, but definitely contemporary gospel and not just the old traditional uh, gospel music that I grew up, you know, under. Right, right. I understand. But um, then I, 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 um, I salute you, man, for being a young man, under pulpit, man, um, spreading the word of God, man. I know sometimes it um, can be challenging. Um, and it's not always an easy process. And I asked, I usually ask about, um, you know, how do you prepare people with pastors? Because I know 
and many of the people, because of myself personally, if I was going through something, I would always run to the pastor, and I would call her maybe three or four in the morning, and um, she'd pick up the phone with a positive attitude, you know, and um, just give me the, you know, give you that encouragement to say, hey, listen, you know, go back to sleep, you know, is this going to end what I'm saying? So, and I, I definitely know it's a tough job, because I know sometimes you call me in the morning, if I'm in the, unless I'm working, it's different, but if, you know, you call me that time, I'm like, what do you want? Why are you calling me this late? You know, but as a pastor, it's yeah. your favorite sector because you expect, you know, a positive thing when you call your pastor no matter what time of morning it is. But one thing that I had to learn, my pastor told me this, um, ministers, evangelists, and pastors, they're, they're human. They are human. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, they're human beings. They're just like everyone else. But the, the outside world doesn't see that. They expect this perfect image. Like, you know, you know but we're human. You know, so you guys are human. And, right. you know, you, you learn, and, and as um, God, you know, he's a forgiving God, you know, and um, not really a Bible expert, but who they said that he forgave the person 77 times, seven, you know, so, four, you know, so he forgives us, you know, each and every time he mm-hmm. gave us a chance, a chance to get it right. Yeah. So, so, um, but so I understand, man. Tell us, tell us about your music, man. Any new music in the works, man? Yes, it won't last. It won't last. That's the name of my single that I have out. Um, it's gonna be uploaded or re-uploaded soon. Uh, just handling some backroom business paperwork to make sure that things are done decent and in order. But I'm so excited to announce, you know, um. You know, many more new projects to come, but this one most definitely is one of my um, one of my favorites that we're uh, working out and launching. Um, it was a uh, um, I had uh, Pastor Timothy Wright in my heart and mind going forth doing this record. You know, we've been made and do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. trouble won't last, heartache won't last, pain won't last, because after you suffer a little while. You know, then the Lord reestablishes you. But there's a part in the song that say, uh, uh, "Step, step, step in the fire." Long time ago, Shaq read me Shaq and a bad Negro. <laughs> they weren't weary. This I know, because Jesus would fix it. Won't he though? <laughs> I've been elevated and isolated. Never hesitated to make the declaration. It won't last. It won't last. It won't last. I let my little nieces and nephews um, here, you know, they of age. They know what's going on. Uh, they said, Uncle Junior, what you say? They said, did you say you was vaccinated? <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, I was elevated, elevated, isolated, never hesitated to make the declaration that it won't last. So, you know, that's my message and testimony. I pray that others can be a witness and let that be their testimony too, that whatever they're going through, that's the – for they demise, you know, it won't last. Absolutely, um, Solomon. Yeah. I'm not gonna keep. I'm not gonna keep you long, man. I appreciate you, brother, for um, coming on the show, man. And, and when um, everything is handled with, with, with you know, with your music, man, definitely come back by, man, and, and we'll definitely um, have you back on to you know introduce me to my listeners, man, because we'll definitely love to have you over here so we can actually play it, you know, um, throughout the show, man. Yeah, thank you so much. So, thank you so much. No problem, man. I appreciate you, man. Um, 
pray for us as we as we pray for you, man. And let's continue to uh, spread the word of God, man. God, God bless you, man. Amen. All right, man. Amen. Thank you so much. All right, man. You be blessed, brother. All right. You too. Shout out to Donald Walker Jr. Come on and show me so you guys support uh, his movement. Uh, check out social media sites and uh, it's kind of rough information about what he's doing. Um, I'm going to wrap the show up. Um, it's been a long process. Happy Friday to all of you guys. For more information on today's show, timothyhashua.gmail.com for more information. Uh, I'm going to jump into one more single, uh, one more single, one more track, and I'm going to come back and wrap the show up. Um, here is Ty Dollar Sons.
This song is dedicated to my mother. I love you. <laughs> You're the strongest woman I know. And to all the other mothers out there holding down, I celebrate and I salute you for being so strong. That's something on Flower. Shout out to him. Uh, we're going to try to get him back on the show as soon as possible. Shout out to Donald Walker Jr., Madeline Martin, of course, to come on the show. I love you guys. Stay up. Stay strong. Uh, Till next time. Um, we'll see you again next week for more and more special guests on the show. Uh, love you. Stay up. Stay strong. Till we meet again for uh, more information on today's show. TimothyGoshua.gmail.com for more information. I'm going to leave you with uh, LMA. Uh, I'm sorry, with Gym Class Heroes. Um, and um, we'll see you next week on the Timothy Hodge Show. Peace. My heart's stereo. It beats for you, so listen close. Hear my stopping every note.